Here comes Matt and Sean, here comes Matt and Sean to talk about Christmas. Yes, it's our holiday episode. We're here to talk about everything December, uh, from your favorite holidays to our greatest traditions. Stick around. It's very festive. Up for debate. This is Up for Debate, episode number 133, recorded December 19th, 2018. Christmas cheer! Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Up for Debate, the debate podcast that no longer talks about the XFL. I am Sean Jennings, joined, as always, by our chief Christmas uh, consultant, our, 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 our festive captain. Ho, ho, ho there, Sean. How's it going? Uh, it is just uh, bright and 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 cheery and just generally. All right. I'm doing a lot of fist pumping. It's just I'm I'm jacked, Matt, well, for the it's, holidays. It's, it's that time of year. Uh, we're we um collectively realized about a week and a half ago that we um we never did a Christmas episode. Somehow, right? we never did any. We've done any a Halloween episode. Yeah. We've done, We've done a Halloween episode. Did, We've done a winter episode. We've done a fall episode. Did we've we do done, a Thanksgiving a, specific one? I don't think we, we did. did. Okay. Way back, I think in our first season, we we ran a Thanksgiving okay. episode. I very distinctly remember it. Um, but we just we never. I don't think we ever did a. We we both at least collectively don't remember doing a Christmas episode. So now we think it's a good opportunity as any to absolutely uh, talk about the Christmas season, the holiday season. Yeah, I'm excited. Now, Matt, I do want to get something straight right off the bat. Now, I yes. consider myself uh, the, the chief captain of the political correctness committee, okay? I'm very yeah. much into political correctness. I will be a total dork about it because I think just don't be a dick, right? That's my sort of thing. I do want to be specific, though. This is a Christmas episode, and the reason for that is not because we're trying to exclude other holidays. Um I'm a happy holidays guy most of the time, although maybe we can talk about our opinions on happy holidays versus Merry Christmas, but I just want to say the reason we're not doing a Hanukkah episode or a Kwanzaa episode or a Boxing Day episode or any of the other December holiday episode um, is because Matt and I uh, celebrate Christmas. Christmas, I think, is fair to say is the most popular December holiday. I think that's fair to say. And also, we're not taking a particularly religious bent on it. So I just want to put that out there. That's we're not. I think it is also. It's also fair that um, we. I mean, we we will we will gladly give equal time to other holidays. It's just I don't think that we are as knowledgeable about you know celebrating Hanukkah. Neither of us are are of the Jewish faith. Absolutely. Um. And like and like you said before, we're we're going to keep it as as secular as we can. Um, when we're talking about the holiday of Christmas from a worldly point of view, not not the holiday of Christmas from a religious point of view, which yes. I think there there are distinctions in modern society that that have to that you know have come about as a result of that. Um, and you know we have to acknowledge that we have to acknowledge that uh, this is the the world that we live in. Um, and that, you know, we're talking about, we, we, love to talk about shopping and, and things like that on the show, um, all the time. And that's the, that's the side of Christmas we're, we're talking about. I, we're talking about the side of Christmas. That's all about the, um, all about, you know, exchanging gifts and, you know, putting the tree up and we'll talk about carols and, and things like that. And there is, we, we do respect and understand that. There is a deeply religious side to Christmas, um, but that's just not what we're going to talk about on this episode. No babies and mangers, we promise. Um, I will say, Matt, I think you're right. Like most holidays, Christmas began with a somewhat religious bent and has ultimately become a capitalist nightmare. Uh, (laughs) And that's what we're dealing with with Christmas. So we're going to focus more on that uh, than anything else. Matt, where do you want to start on Christmas? Any particular topic? Um, Well... I mean, go, going off the capitalist nightmare, I just I, I think it reminds me of something that I just said to Katie, my fiance, like uh, not even a week ago. I said something along the lines of like, I love Christmas, but I hate giftmas. Mm. Giftmas is what I think it's become, and that's kind of what I what I call it now is giftmas. It's sure. like to me, even even the the part of Christmas that's that's um, that's great is like spending time with your family, getting time off of work, and enjoying yourself. 
but gift miss to me is that that's that part that you said that capitalist nightmare and gift miss is all about i think putting unnecessary pressure on the working class of society like in terms of like i'm i'm already at work and now i have to i feel pressured to get every single person i know some kind of gift um that you know this, these these gifts lifts these these Christmas lists, Sean. They've gotten way out of hand. Here's the thing about the the list is that, you know, if you know somebody and you care about them, and you 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 probably have a you should have a good sense of what they like or what they mm-hmm. are into, you know. But this list, this idea with this like gift list, it's almost like a shopping list, you know. It's like here's all the things that I want go buy them for me. Mm-hmm. And and I don't I don't agree with that necessarily. I mean, there's something to be said about like making cl- your intentions clear like, you know, I'd really like this version of a video game instead of this version or, you know, I'd I much prefer, you know, a new football or something like that instead of, you know, the old one I have, but like are you with do you understand where I'm coming from on this? Like the the idea of like a almost like a list of demands. It's like you know, just I, I like to be surprised. I'm someone who I, I think my friends and my family, the people that I care about, they know what I'm into and what I'm about and things that I would appreciate. But I I you think – well, first of all, I will just very quickly plug our own show back, episode number 97, titled Gift Wrapped. We did a whole episode about giving gifts, advice for giving gifts. It was actually, I think, a really good episode. So I recommend people go check that out if you'd like some tips from Matt and I about giving gifts. But I, I agree. The problem, Matt, so I've got two issues with what you've brought up. The first being, I just think it's impossible in this in 2018 to truly craft original, creative, surprising gifts for people. I think you do have to go with the list, and I think the reason for that is because nobody makes things anymore. The things you buy are pretty regiment. You know, there's. I, I just feel like your gift options are more limited than they used to be, just as a society. I also feel that... We are adults now in a capitalist society where we're expected to buy things all year round. And by the time Christmas, I fall into this where I say, when I need something, I just go buy it. I'm not going to wait till Christmas to ask you for something. If I need a leaf blower, I'm going to go buy a leaf blower. I'm not going to wait to ask Santa for it in December. And so by the time Christmas comes around, it's like, I don't need anything. There's maybe things, cool things, outside the box things. But in terms of just straightforward gifts, we're such spenders in society today that there's just... I think for the average person, there's not a huge list of like, you know, stuff that you ha- you aren't going to go and get throughout the year. Yeah, that's 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 a good point. That but, uh, that it's kind of like gift exhaustion. Oh, totally. Or no. purchasing exhaustion. And you got to remember, Matt, their gift now, the problem I have, and this I'm going to disagree with you a little bit, I actually like the gift-giving aspect of Christmas. The issue I have is that there's so many other gift-giving holidays throughout the year, anniversaries, birthdays, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Valentine's Day. Uh, so You give gifts so much throughout the year that I feel it takes some of the specialness away from Christmas. The idea that once a year, you spend time and energy thinking of your loved ones and give them a... a not not buying something for the sake of buying them something, but giving them a token of appreciation, an item that represents how much you care about them. To me, I think it's great. On the flip side, I will also say what I like about gift giving at Christmas is, and this is going to sound really dorky, but it's really good for our economy that we have a holiday solely based around spending. <laughs> Between Black Friday and Christmas, if those two holidays disappeared tomorrow, no joke, it would legitimately affect our GDP. So I'm just going to say... I think we've built a society where those holidays are important spending holidays. So oh, sure. I'm not going to go say we shouldn't give gifts, but I agree with you. I think gift giving now is more automatic. It's more mechanical. It's more, it's less thought and more what's on sale. What's the cool new thing? What, you know, and less of how can I impact this person's life with my token of appreciation? Sure. Um, one might say it's gotten more religious. It's like, you know, back in the olden days when the obligation is to go to mass or something like that on Christmas. But now it's the obligation is to go to Macy's and buy a gift wow. and give it. It's like, it's just, you know, that's it's, deep. Uh, it is, that's a deep cut. It's, it's like, that's what modern, 
society is. It's it's almost like you know capitalism has supplanted in in a lot of ways our our sense our sense of religion. I think there's a great quote if you ever get the chance to read it from uh, I forget the the author's name, but the he writes a speech called "This Is Water." Have mm-hmm. you heard of the speech? No. It's read at a lot of graduations. This is water. And there's one part of the speech he specifically talks about um, believing in things. And he says, like, whether whether you know it or not, every single person uh, is going to be uh, religious. You know, speaking of focusing on um, either that religion is, you know, Christianity, Islam, Judaism, one of the traditional religions, or that religion can be filled up with material things. They can be a materialist mm-hmm. and, you know, believe in giving gifts, getting gifts, focusing on working hard. Your religion can be money, you know, working hard for money, but yet never finding that you'll never have enough. Your religion can be beauty, finding it, you know, trying to make yourself as desirable and attractive as you possibly can, mm-hmm. realizing that, it, you know, you'll, one day you will age and all of that will will fade away. Um, so, I mean, the, the point of that part of the speech is that whether you you know even if you think you're choosing not to believe in something or to to follow something there are other things that will fill that void and um and those things might might be money they might be desirability uh and i think the christmas season or the holiday season in december now has has kind of you know people have chosen to to focus less on the religious side of it the religious aspect on it, but they're filling that hole with the gift giving and the, and the, uh, exchange. Now, like you said, I, I do think that's now become a significant part of our economy. I shudder to think what would happen if that disappeared overnight, it would, it would lead to some kind of like drastic depression. Probably I would guess. Um, and I think it is there, there, there are good parts to it. Like, you know, but it's the whole, the whole thing, like you said, it's it it's become less special. Well, I, when I, I can just order a gift online on a computer on on Amazon and not have to like I only have to think for like ten minutes about the gift versus. Do you think that's a change? Like versus going to a store and like okay, I need to just I need to browse this store. I need to like hunt for the right gift, and it could take hours, but I need to spend that time looking for the right gift I, versus like oh I'm online like click 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 and I'm done. I, I, have a problem with people buying online. I think that's okay. It's about the effort put in and whether that effort is virtual or real or even hand making something. I think it's about the effort and the thought that goes into it. And and I think to people I know, uh, people I work with, people I interact with who their gift giving sort of uh, uh, mantra is I have to spend X number of dollars. I have to get $100 worth of gifts for so and so. How am I going to fill that money? Just buying stuff, buying stuff, buying stuff. Okay, my kid's got to get this many gifts. Just buy stuff, buy stuff, buy. Okay, I, I, I heard, overheard somebody at the office say, uh, I, I've got to go to the store this weekend because I need more stuff to give to my kids. And I'm like, you're just going for the sake of buying more stuff? Like, that to me completely misses the point. I realize it's a little different with children because they don't understand how this stuff works. But I just think the idea that we're just filling a quota or we're we're just buying to buy is is just a it's just really lame. I, I would frankly rather you go on Etsy and buy something homemade. Okay, you didn't make it yourself, but at least you took the time to say, "Wow, Sean would really love this engraved serving bowl." And then it's something I can keep. It, it's it says personality every time I use it. I'll think of you. You know, those are the kind of gifts people really should think about, not you know, dumb shit. But you know, <laughs> I, I don't know. No, I'm with you there. Buying um, or making things like homemade things. Mm. I think you're, they're 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 becoming more popular. Um, the world of of Etsy and whatnot. I think that that's the way to go. That's really, if you can, make something yourself. I think that really goes a long way. Do something for someone that well, goes a long way too. To me, a homemade gift, no matter what it is. It, it's always going to mean more just because, you know, it. somebody that made it really did take that time, that extra extra time to do it um, instead of just popping into a target. Yep. And I, I think that's great. I, I wish that I was able to do things like that, but I'm uh, not really the most talented person. Well, Matt, you know, you've already gotten uh, your fiance the greatest gift of all this year, an engagement ring. So – 
Aww. you're all set. You're good to go. I didn't get one, but hey, whatever. <laughs> I'm not taking it personally. Sorry, Sean. Only one per year. Um, no, That's man, how they work, right? I am. Uh, yes, one per year. Yep. So I'm curious who it'll be. Maybe it'll be me in 2019. Uh, You're in yeah, the running. I'm going to pivot us away from gifts from a, lo- a little bit only because um, mm. I fear we're going to start duplicating what we talked about on episode 97. So seriously, yeah. if you liked that train of thought, Go check it out. We we legitimately, I'm not even one. joking, we had some really good gift ideas in there. So if you're like, oh yeah. my God, it's a week till Christmas and I don't know what to get somebody, maybe Up for Debate can help you. <laughs> or, by the way, give your loved ones the gift of Up for Debate. Send them to upfordebate.tv. Yeah, and it's not right. going to cost you anything. It's free. Exactly. It's, it's, as of right now, it's totally free. I always to, try to tell Sean, we do such a good job here, we should start pushing the premium package on people like, uh, you know, start making them but i mean it's it's right now it's robbery you get all this stuff for free and listen um, old people are have, dumb just tell them you paid look, for it we have promotional items from time to time right we sean makes tote bags and I might still uh, have refrigerator magnets and all sorts of really cool things um so it, you know it's worth it's worth sticking around for indeed now, Matt, there was uh, a thing that we touched on, because uh, obviously before we come on the show, we kind of talk about what our topic's going to be, and we touched on something we actually disagreed on, a holiday right. staple, a creamy beverage. Mm. You know what I'm talking about. I absolutely do. It looks Lemon to meringue. Me- I hate meringue. Meringue is gross. Ooh, I love lemon meringue and lime meringue. They're great. Any kind of meringue I is disgusting. the biggest desire for a lemon meringue pie i'm not joking where do you even like, buy one like five days ago i'm not kidding i don't know why i woke up with it and i was like i would love like a sli- just a slice you of might lemon have had a minor right stroke now. i don't know maybe are maybe. you okay i i just i had this p- powerful urge for a lemon meringue <laughs> i never got my lemon meringue fix um still dreaming so I will have to, you know, maybe reinvestigate that in the future. That's that's true. Where where would you buy one? Wegmans doesn't even have it. Most it's a very. It's not common. It's not common it's at not. all. No. It's not. But no, we're talking about eggnog. We're talking about the nog, man. Frothy beverage called eggnog, which is amazing, fantastic, and I haven't had it yet this year, unfortunately. Mm. I'm kind of late to the game. Um, I've been I've been trying to watch my weight lately, which is uh, really. Not an easy thing to do. Well, are you watching it go up? Season. I'm trying to watch it stay down, but it's it's kind of it, it, you know it's it's been up, it's been down, it's been it's been all around. Um, but the holiday season is a hard time to do that. I'm finding um, there's all these these temptations, but none is greater to me, Sean, than the eggnog. No no greater temptation than the nog. Now, why do you explain to me the appeal of eggnog? Why do you like eggnog? Um, I, I don't know. I've been, I've always been a fan of that vanilla milky flavor. Like even as a, even as a child, I was the one that always like, if it was vanilla or chocolate, I always picked vanilla. Mm -hmm. Loved it. Mm -hmm. I just, I liked, I think a lot of people think it's boring, but they don't appreciate that vanilla itself is a flavor. And you know, it's, it's a good flavor. It's just become, it's become so normal and so normalized that people don't realize it's goodness. And, and eggnog is, is just like kind of that rich vanilla flavor mm-hmm. taken up to 11. And, and, and there's something about the texture of it too. I don't know. It's like a milkshake. It's like enjoying a milkshake. Um, but it's easier to drink. And I think the seasonal aspect definitely has a plays a role too. Sure, it's kind of like it's, candy corn. You don't want it year round, but oh, I see. I hate. I uh, I, I would need. I, I would need uh, candy corn anytime. And I would like, eat candy corn year round. Gross. So candy corn, I find, is like uh, it's just like eating pure sugar lumps. I don't know. I'm not a fan of okay things that are too sweet. But eggnog, Sean, it's it, it, delicious, delicious beverage. Now, why don't you like eggnog? So here's the thing, Matt. So we had this discussion last week, and I was thinking about it a couple days later, and I realized something. I, I, the last time I had eggnog, I was a child, oh. and I didn't like it, and then I just never had it again. And I, there are many things I had as I didn't like as a child that I now like as an adult. Your taste change. Sure. And I thought, in the spirit of the holidays, in the spirit of trying something new, Matt, I said. I got to give eggnog another shot. Yeah. And so, so did you? 
Oh, off-screen prop right time. There. I came prepared in my clear mug here. Look at that. That's a gross-looking beverage. All um, right. Now, I will admit, the I warned, I gave the Don't Panic crew a heads up on Monday that I was doing this, and I got a ton of crap from them for <laughs> drinking store-bought eggnog. They said, homemade or nothing, and I said, BS, I ain't got time for that. So, this is just store-bought, regular eggnog, nothing special to it. It's creamy. It doesn't really smell like much. Uh, we've lost Matt here for a minute. Hold up. And so let me d- d- delicious uh, eggnog. Um, and so uh, you know, yeah, they the don't panic, crew. They warned you against really not not getting store bought eggnog. Well, first of all, they said three things. They said one, store bought store bought eggnog is gross, and you should only do homemade. Two, they said. Don't ever drink it without alcohol in it. And three, they said you should put a little nutmeg on top. Now, I did none of that. Now, I, I agree with the nutmeg, but if it's your first time trying it, I, I don't think you should add Like the nutmeg, um, I think it's better to just kind of drink it as is. Um, now, the homemade aspect, do they, do they really, Colby and Dan, really make homemade eggnog? Dan said he makes it every year for his family. He's apparently really? got an incredible recipe. <laughs> I've never, I've never had homemade eggnog. It didn't sound that I've hard. I've only had store bought. No, no, it probably. I mean, I'm guessing it's not. It's probably just like ice cream and milk. It does I don't not contain if, any ice cream. No, it's, it's just egg. milk and eggs. It's yeah, e- it's eggs and sugar. Cream, heavy cream, sugar, something like that. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. I'm gonna try eggnog for the first right, time in good. well over a decade. That's not bad. What's not to like I, about it, right? I don't think I would ever buy it because to me it is it is boring. I think alcohol would really help. <laughs> no, I think if I and honestly, if I had had some spiced rum in the house, there would be oh, some in here. It's it is delicious. It it's wow. Talk about a good drink. Because I love milkshakes. I'm I'm down with creamy beverages. Yeah. Uh, maybe because it's the store bought. It doesn't. It just really doesn't. Tastes like it. Tastes like it's missing something. Like flavor. Yeah. It's very blah, but I'm on board. Some brands are definitely better than others. What Do you remember what brand you purchased? I think this is the fine folks at the Hood Company. Okay. See, I don't usually buy Hood. I usually go with Garlic. Oh, sure. Garlic is a good – that's a good eggnog. Yeah. Um, but good. Okay. Mm. So you so you 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 now you 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 find eggnog tolerable. If if I were so put it this way, if I were at a Dan Miller party and there was a batch of homemade eggnog with with rum in it, hell yeah, I'd try it. Yeah, I would be I would be that. Would I ever like buy some to have in my house? No, I don't think so. Okay, I don't think so. But that's that's fair. Then and I'm and I, you know what I'm proud of you. But for I turned because I went. I used shot. to be a hater. I used to be like, ugh, gross right. eggnog. Why would you drink eggnog? And I'm like, okay, no, I, I, I yeah. see it. I see why people like it. Yeah, you tried it. See, it's all about trying new things. I am done By the with way, it. That that would make for an interesting episode if we just pick if we have fans pick new things for us to try and we just try them. I would. I mean, we famously ate uh, chocolate covered ant, ants, ants and the, and the crickets right. and all that. We're all about trying new things. We had an idea in a previous episode um, about ordering each other like for a for dummies book. Oh and yeah, it and like doing whatever. <laughs> and the like thing learning was. a new skill. I still think that would be a great idea for a New Year's resolution. Episode. That seems like a lot of work, buddy. Oh, you, man, you've already given me th- like thirty James Bond movies. I have to watch. I, yeah, I, I already gave you a project. That's you're, true. You're, I, it's a lot. It is. We got a lot of nerve. One thing on our at a time. Here. But anyway, uh, eggnog is a, is a beautiful holiday tradition. Weird. Um, I happen to really enjoy it, and uh, the only thing is, it is it is like a meal in a glass. It's it's got a lot. It's pretty filling and rich. Oh yeah, but yeah. but worth it, I think. It's good stuff. Okay, that was my big gimmick for the episode. So oh, all right, there you go. So there you go. Thank you guys for joining us. Yeah, that was it. Episode. This has been yeah. uh, Matt and Sean try beverages. Speaking of gimmicks, I, I wanted to buy a Santa hat for this episode, but I wasn't thinking far enough ahead. And it's very hard to find Santa hats, surprisingly. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, every year for the Don't Panic holiday episode, I've always wanted to get one, and I just never get around to it. Mm-hmm. 
some of the things. Man, what do you think yeah. about people decorating their houses on the outside? The lights, the inflatables, the the waving Santas, the reindeer on the roof, the whole nine yards. Um, I think it's I think I don't have a problem with it. I think it's pretty cool. I uh, I don't ever really see myself as being one of those people that goes all out mm-hmm. in decorating. I think I'll probably keep it to a minimum, like uh, string lights. Uh, maybe an inflatable Santa on the lawn or something like that. But the um, uh, some people really dig it, and good for them. You know, more power to them. But I, I, I just don't. I don't think I'll ever be the one. I won't be the nicest house on the block or whatever. Um, I do have fond memories of going with my parents, driving around and like looking at lights. We used to do that every single year, um, and. Um, uh, as the legend goes, Sean, I have a fun little Ooh. story about that actually, okay. that I'd like to share. So um, when you know, parents always remember their children's like first words that they say. Mm-hmm. Apparently, my first word was was when we were driving around and we we were looking at Christmas lights, and I was in the back seat as a baby, and I said the word lights. Oh. Lights were lights, see, I, like is the Christmas lights. I thought you were going to say ugly, or <laughs> or like uh, you know, busybody, like <laughs> get a like, life, get a life. Would you say get lights? No, get a life. Wow. Uh, or um, expensive, like Matt. I knew those lights that must be expensive. I knew that you have all had always a bright light in your eyes, and That's right, a bright, bright future, destined for greatness. Indeed. So, um, what was your, what would you know your first word, Sean? Do you know the first word you ever said? No, no, I'm sure it was a very boring one. Pasta. No, I don't know. Pasta would count. That seems like a word a kid would say. I'm always of the argument when a baby says like mama or dada, I don't count that. I don't think that should count as a first word. It's not a word. No. And it's also like every, that's every baby's first word. So like a full word. I would count that, but yeah, the lights, the lights thing. I, I, I have to. I think I have to kind of have a have a place for that. How about you? What are your thoughts about the Christmas lights? Is it too much? Are they are people getting too crazy with it? Man, let me ask you. What do you think my opinion is on this? Okay, I'm. I'm, I'm this is a fun game to play. I'm glad you asked me. I think that you probably think that lights are, um. That anybody who possibly has enough time to hang all those lights on a house has plenty of time to do other things like, you know, get a second job or take on a hobby. When did I become like a robber baron type? <laughs> like These poors have time to put lights on their house, but they can't get a job? If they have time to hang lights, they have time to work overtime on Christmas Eve. <laughs> so basically like, I'm Grinch. I'm the Grinch. I'm Scrooge. Yes. Jacob Marley. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that's the, is, well, am I, am I wrong? Am I off the mark? What do you think of the Christmas lights? Matt, I am generally not a big Christmas guy in general. Like I like the holiday. I like many aspects of it. I think legitimately my favorite thing about Christmas is people decorating the outside of their houses. Wow. And I'm not even joking. This is I, like that. It's like the what is that the newlyweds game where they like try to guess what each other's gonna that say. That would be and- a fun gimmick for. That's a good gimmick. Write that down. That's a good gimmick episode <laughs> okay. where we come up. It's like this or that. We come up with a list of questions and see if we yes. can if we how well we, we know each guess other. Guess the other person's answer. Yeah. Uh no, Matt. No joke. Don't ever be in a car with me around Christmas because all I ever do is ooh, and I'm like oh look at what ooh hey wow ah. that's interesting. I, I for some reason I didn't it. think you were gonna be a Christmas lights. Guy. No, it's great because. It's it's got a few of my favorite passions, which is one judging people, which I love to do. <laughs> That's why I watch House Hunters. It's great. Yeah, and this is kind of like a version of that. It's also uh, just creative, and it's pretty to it's bright and fun to look at. And it only it is one of those things that if it happened all year round, it wouldn't be cool. But because it only happens for a month out of the year. Yeah. It's just really, it's just really, it's just such a weird, stupid tradition. You know, giving gifts is very commercial and very, we do it all year round anyway. The thing about the lights is it's like, it's stupid. Like, it doesn't make any <laughs> sense. Like, why are we doing it? I don't know, but it's cool. 
I, I like to think it's it's probably evolved from like the Christmas tree itself. It's like we well we're okay we're done decorating the Christmas tree, but I still want to decorate. I'll decorate the inside of my house, okay? But I still want to decorate, even though my whole house is decked all to the nines. I'll decorate the outside of my house now. This has kind of evolved from there. Now people are decorating their cars, which I think is even Oof. further extension. Have you seen those? Oof. The Oof. cars with the antlers on them? Oof. They're all over the place now. All over the place. I saw, I saw antlers a, and the reindeer nose. I saw a car where I don't know if they blew off or they just didn't put them on. There were no antlers. It was just the reindeer nose. But the car looked like a big clown. It was confusing. Yeah. Without the antlers, it's... Without it, the antlers, it, yeah, it looks like a clown car. Yeah. So, so I guess it would have to be smaller for that. It uh, no, that's that sucks. Don't do that. Now, if you cover <laughs> so your car we, in Christmas so, lights, I so might you're be on against board. decorating the car. No, but like again, pro house. Look, I'm pro the idea of decorating the house, but you can do it badly. So I'm pro decorating your car, but you can do it badly. Like you think it's the lazy antlers and to just put the antlers on. You got to go all out. You got to put the lights on too. Oh, I want decals. I want lights. I want tinsel. Oh God, yeah! I want it to Garland. sparkle, baby. I want it flashing. <laughs> right. I want it to be a legitimate road hazard. Okay. Otherwise, you're not doing. It. I want a tree sticking out the window. I want the whole thing. Okay. Nice. How about the Santa's sleigh just right on top? Tow it behind on, the car. On, tow it behind the car. Okay, perfect. You know, that's with a re- with a real Santa in it, waving to the kids. Hey, kids! <laughs> Merry Christmas! I mean, that's awesome. I'm getting paid by the hour. Yeah. <laughs> just chucking gifts at people on the highway. Mm. This is this is a really good idea. I think that yeah, it's going to create jobs. So and it's the same with people's houses. I love the houses with like thirty inflatable things. Why? Because it's ugly as hell, but they own it. You know, they go all out. Like if you have one inflatable on your lawn, that sucks. If you have thirty inflatables, you've committed. I do agree. I, I I do get a sense of I don't know, maybe maybe secretly deep down when I see a house that went all out with the Christmas decorations, the only reason I think like where do they have the time for this is that I know deep down I'm you know I wouldn't be as motivated. And maybe I'm just jealous of that. Maybe I'm just envious that they're more that they're motivated to go out and get it. And who knows? Maybe by the time I do own my own house Maybe I'll, but that's I'll what's somehow great. get the motivation. But, but that's what's great. You can do this much or you can do a lot. That's what's wonderful yeah. about it. You can just put up a, a single tree in your front yard with a couple lights on it. And that's awesome. And that's great. And that's fun and festive. Just have You can even just have your indoor tree in front of a window that people from the street can see and you've done it to some degree. That's true. You know? That's but, true. Or you can go crazy and cover your whole house in lights. It doesn't matter. That's what's fun about it is everyone gets to be creative, but it's on your property, so you're not bothering anyone else, theoretically. Now, if you go a little too big, maybe your neighbors can't sleep because there are blinding lights going through their windows. But nonetheless, it's it's just a neat little uh, – literally, I think – Maybe 10% of the reason I bought a house is so I can decorate it for Christmas. I didn't this year because I'm <laughs> okay. still a little new to the place. But next year, yeah, I got I ideas. I can see it going all I'll out. I'll be up on, on the ladder, stringing up lights. Now, Sean, do you have a Christmas tree in your house? I do have a Christmas tree, Matt. Yes, artificial, okay. pre-lit, next question. folds artificial. into three pieces, okay. very easy. Nice. Very convenient. We have an artificial tree as well. Um. Are there tree I, uh, farms in Virginia like there are in New England? There, there are, are. There are places where you can – I'll rephrase that. There are places you can get Christmas trees. Um, Christmas tree farms, I maybe you, you might have to go a little further west in the state. Mm-hmm. Um, where I'm at right now, I, I don't think there are too many Christmas tree farms. Um, but yeah, you drive a bit into the country. I, I bet I'll bet you'll find them there. They just need to be pines. If not, you know, worst comes to very worst. Up Maryland and and Pennsylvania, I'm sure have. Oh them. yeah, I mean, what a weird business to be in—a Christmas yeah. tree farm. Yeah, really. Talk about a seasonal, you know, business right there. Although I guess if you can make enough money, you only work a couple weeks out of the year mm-hmm. and they just grow trees for the rest of it. Or if you own a farm, you probably do other stuff too. Yeah. You probably sell lumber. Pumpkins for Halloween. Pumpkins for Halloween, corn mazes and apples, things like that. Yeah. Um, What do you put on top of your tree? What is the best tree topper? 
I'm opinion. not a big fan of of over because for me, I like to decorate the tree. I, if anything, I would almost have no topper versus a kind of big, elaborate, flashy topper because I think that's distracting. Also, okay. my current house and my last place had lower ceilings, so didn't have an option for a huge topper. I don't know, Matt. Does your tree have a big? Um, my tree. No, we don't have a big top. I I think this year we probably have a star i want to say see it's in the other room i just can't even remember yeah i remember the the big topper of my childhood was a star we always had a star at the top of the tree classic very traditional Mm -hmm. Uh, i think we moved on to angel when i was in like high school maybe i don't know what happened to the star it might have gotten broken or something but i remember it changing over and now i don't i don't know if there's a topper on my parents tree but I think we went with Star. Um, I Mike, the, the coolest one I've seen so far is somebody put a top hat on top of their tree. Oh, that's a good idea. That's Snazzed a solid. It it's yeah. a snazzy looking tree. I like that. Um, yeah, I've seen all kinds of things: football player, Barbie doll, uh, everything from Under the Sun. Yeah, to be I'm, a I'm gonna stick with classic ornaments. I'm so you're, a very you're more traditionalist of an guy. Okay, I am, and actually, most of my ornaments, which is fun for me, um, are vintage. They're vintage. Yeah. They're my grandmother's and great grandmother's. Uh, some go back to the th- uh, 50s and 40s. Oh wow! And uh, many of them homemade, um, hand knit or hand uh, handmade. And those are really I mix those in with modern ones, and that's. Uh, that's the style I go with. I really enjoy that because I think it's a little more personal than just sort of uh, generic bulk yeah. decorations. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely more personal. Cool. Um, I, I'm i a big fan of classic ornaments as well, uh, but we added some new ones. We have a couple of Star Trek ornaments on our tree now. Uh, the Enterprise, Captain Kirk. Uh, yeah. Darth Ornaments Vader, cool. Chewbacca. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just reminds me of this long thread on Reddit. I was reading the other day. Uh, this guy had a pen pal in kindergarten or first grade. And, um, one year you know, they, they started it as like a school assignment, but they, they kept writing to each other like on and off. And, and just, um, the next year he sent him an, a Christmas ornament with his school picture on it. And it was in like second grade. And they saw, they fell out of touch. They stopped writing as, as people do and whatever, but he kept the ornament of this just random guy, like halfway across the country, yep. this boy's ornament, his whole life. He had it on the family Christmas tree and his mother He's an adult now and the mother wanted to take it off the tree because she didn't see the point. You know, this, this, she, they never actually met in real life. It right. was just like pen pals basically. She wanted to take it off the tree um, and he he adamantly vetoed her and said, no, that ornament is staying forever. That will, That is a permanent ornament on our tree, this random kid's picture. Um, and it, they, it got to a, a point where they had to have the whole family vote. And his mother and or his his father and sister sided with him against his mother and said, yep. "Nope, the ornament is staying on the tree." It was, it's a great, great, uh, great little thread there. I thought it was hysterical. I don't know whether or not they were going to try to find the guy in real life. And of all people, like Reddit would be the, the that's site. That's where I, I, to be honest, that's where I thought the story was going. They're and then gonna find like, and then they found yeah. the guy. It turns they're out he lived next maybe door the whole time. I, yeah. I, maybe they did. I didn't, I didn't follow up on it, but, but people were trying to, they're like, what's his name? Like, where did he live? Let's track him down and, and see if we could, we could find him and have him visit you on, on Christmas and see the ornament hanging up and take a picture with it. And I, I do hope, I hope they, Godspeed to it'd Reddit. be a Christmas miracle. It would, it would. Uh, but yeah, that was a that was a pretty funny little Christmas anecdote I came across there. Now, Matt, uh, I will bring up a Christmas topic. The issue is, I think we strongly agree, but uh, okay. Santa. All right, uh, are we doing pro or con? Yeah. Or, or are we saying the first thing that pops into our head? Matt, I would, Matt, I. I could not imagine me wanting anything more on this earth than knowing the first thing that pops into your head when you, because the first anything that pops into your head is always pure gold. 
Matt, when I say Santa, what's the first thing that pops into your head? I'm afraid I'm going to disappoint you now, Sean, because... No, you, you haven't yet, so... I'm, I'm going to say fat, because he's fat. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. You built it but... up, all that, and I thought I was going to say something profound, but that's no, all I thought. No, I thought you thought. were going to say something he's unusual, fat. and you kind of did, because when people are like, yeah, you know, Santa, the fat guy. Yeah, he's fat. He's, he's fat, and he's also a phony. He's a big, fat, phony, Sean. Oh, no. You sound betrayed. Yeah. Well, because that's the thing is that he's supposed to be, you know, based on St. Nicholas. The real St. Nicholas was was awesome. He was, he was much better than this guy. Yeah, give us a history le- – a mini history lesson so on St. Nicholas, Nicholas. Or St. Nicholas of Mira uh, was born in, in, in the modern-day country of Turkey. Um, the Back then was, was part of the Roman Empire, the Byzantine Empire. Uh, Eastern Roman Empire. And he was awesome. He performed miracles. He gave money to the poor. He healed people. Uh, he he went on pilgrimages and adventures all across Asia and Europe and Africa. Um, he at the first the first council of, of Nicaea, which historians debate back and forth whether or not he was actually in attendance. But um, as the story goes, you know, he was in attendance. And um, he, uh, as the legend has it, when the heretic Arius, who was espousing a, a, the Ari- what's called the Arian heresy, which I won't get into because it's very deep and theological. Um, but anyway, he, he like after Arius was done talking about his heresy and like why he believed in this heresy, uh, St. Nicholas went up and, and just punched him in the face. He just boom, just like socked him right in the face. Like how cool is that? He was just like, shut up. And that is just, fantastic. Knocks him right in the face. And and I think that's awesome. And and I think that's what that's that's what we should remember. Um it's not this jolly fat man who gives everybody these these gifts, who rides a sled. I don't know. I'm not buying it. I uh I don't think that children should buy into it. I think if anything, it gives them deep seated trust issues early in life. Right? Yep. Because then, once you once you question Santa Claus's existence, you question everything, right? But but now, do you feel the same you know way I mean? about the the tooth fairy and the Easter bunny? And uh, yes, I do. I do. I I don't. Th- I just don't think that. I think setting them up with these fables is just gonna get them to just just not you know trust in. They're gonna. It's gonna give them crises, like extra ex, ex, existential crises but, early but, on in life. You know. But but what about? Say Uncle Sam or Toyotathon, you know? Can we just Toyotathon? You know, Happy Honda days. No, I'm just making a bad joke. Oh, you never see those commercials? Toyotathon. Toyota, Happy Toyotathon. Oh no, I thought I thought Toyota Toyotathon was like Toyotatron, like some kind of character (laughs) that. Why isn't that a thing? Toyota, come on, Toyotatron. Toyotatron. That, right. that, that it, sounds like a Japanese like a large anime. Ro- fighting robot. Yeah, but built out of Toyota cars. I think I think they made that. It was called Pacific Rim. Yeah, and Toyota could have sponsored the whole movie. That was a missed uh, opportunity. The marketing team. Um. Anyhow, yeah. aside from my bad joke, uh, no man, I get what you're saying, but you get what I'm saying. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I I remember just from from personal experience, you know. Finding out Santa wasn't real just just set me on a downward spiral <laughs> where I just started questioning everything. I questioned everything because I, I didn't even know if I was real. I was like, "Am I real? If Santa's not real, oh no!" It just I, I'm poor little. You're quite an existential child. I told me had an existential crisis, and I don't think I think that setting up kids for that is just it's mean. It's mean to do that to them. Yeah. And 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 Coca Cola invented Santa in the okay. 1950s. Now, 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 now you're now you're just like every other. I'm an internet dweeb now. Basically, no, Matt. You know, I I agree. Santa sucks. Like I'm I'm on board with you. It's lame and it's cheesy and it's lying. And I'm with you. But on the other hand, devil's advocate here, I like that Santa. It's Santa espouses values, be a good little boy or girl, don't be on the naughty list, right? So I like that. I don't like that his main purpose is to give gifts, because I think that's reinforcing a bad thing. But I, 
the issue I have with Santa is that, yeah, Santa sucks, but we're in way too deep now. You can't just get rid of Santa. There's no going back. We're too deep. I don't know about that. Too many Sean. people are in on this. There's a lot of there's there's a lot of talk already. I think of of uh, getting rid of Santas and replacing Santas and. I think it'll become Santas. more common, but I don't. I don't. You don't think he'll ever disappear from the. I think it's you, too ubiquitous. You don't think that we can detach Santa from the holiday. I don't like, think you can just permanently going to be associated with the holiday forever. But that's like saying you're going to get rid of Uncle Sam or 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 the Easter Bunny or or Michael Jordan. It's just you. It's just a ubiquitous thing that everybody. Know. It's so ingrained in culture. What if we found out that Santa owns slaves? I mean, yeah, that would be pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, the elves aren't paid. I don't think. Okay. So So I'm I'm hearing that uh eh, Yeah, but, we have to look into this. But what I will say mm-hmm. is that I am with you that I think Santa is less important today than he was 20 or 40 or 60 years ago. And I think Santa yeah. will continue to be less important. Now, I will say, you know what I hate more than Santa? What's that? Elf on a shelf. <laughs> Elf on a yes. shelf sucks. Yeah. Harder than Santa. Talk about okay. I have a theory about Elf on the Shelf. Okay, please. Um the first thing that pops into my head when I think of Elf on the Shelf is absentee parents. <laughs> okay. I think of I think of mommy and daddy are too busy to actually parent their kids. So they leave Elf on the Shelf around the house because if he sees what the kids are doing then he will report back to mommy and daddy. It's basically like trying like trying to make this inanimate object your babysitter. It's a little crazy if you I, ask me. I just think of it as, okay, so we've got this guy, his name is Santa. And Santa is always watching you year well, round. That's it. So why does he And yeah. he's making a list. So we've taken it to the next level and physically put him in your house. He's wa- <laughs> there. You, you can touch him. I'm he's right there. Still- He's watching you right now. He has an agent. uh, He has a spy in your house. You want to talk about uh, emotionally scarring children? That's a good point. Elf on a shelf. That's terrifying. Yeah. It's creepy as hell. And I've heard, I've heard all sorts of stories of of like from, from uh, the people I know who have kids that, you know, they, the kids try to hide the elf. They try to destroy the elf because they don't want him constantly watching the things that they do. It's, it's uh Yeah. Well, it's, I have a I have a coworker a I was I was talking to who said uh, she forgets to move him because you're supposed to move him so he mm-hmm. seems like he's alive and she forgets and the kids notice and point out and said this sounds like more work for you as the parent who is this for <laughs> right yeah who is the, why you're like adding then in that case you're just adding a yeah you're adding a, a chore yeah I think it's just I think luckily though I think Elf on a Shelf is not here to stay I think this, it's that's a bit of a purely fad. a fad. Um, from sure. millennial parents or what were they or like late almost millennial parents that have decided to, to just do this instead of parent actually parent yes um yeah yeah no, yeah, no that's way a, that's i don't a think it's order. here to stay no uh we talked the nog we talked the santa what else we got for holiday stuff christmas stuff christmas carols sean give me your favorite christmas carol Let's sit right back and we'll hear a tale, a tale of a fateful trip. No, that's the Gilligan's <laughs> Island theme song. No, uh, what's a uh, favorite Christmas? Ca- I don't, I don't actually, you know what, Matt, can we do, if you don't mind, I'm going to broaden this out to Christmas music as a whole. Christmas music is garbage. Christmas music is bad. It's not well written. It's not well composed. It's annoying. It's played constantly. I hate Christmas music. Bah humbug. I and look I hate Christmas music. Okay. To be fair, I was the guy who twenty minutes ago was ranting and raving about loving Christmas lights, okay? So don't call okay. me Mr. Humbug, alright? Alright, so he's used the Christmas lights card. Yes. To play that one. I don't dislike Christmas. I dislike Christmas right. music. And name one good Christmas song. Uh God rest ye merry gentlemen. Oh it's like a Boring. Seventeen is like a Dickensian. That's what I'm saying. Christmas song. I love it. It's great. It's uh, it's very 
very uh, uplifting. I think I like I, I like that one. I, think, I like I like the classics, John. I like the traditional well, Christmas songs. When they're sung by like a really good choir, yeah. O come, O come, Emmanuel. Oh boy, yeah, you're that's going like way more back. like a, it's like a Gregorian Jeez. chant. I love it. Uh, what else? Um, Silent Night. Great. No, Silent Night's over Classic. overdone. Overdone. Depends overdone. on. Depends on who does it. I think I all right. I don't like Silent Night sung from like a professional singer because I do agree. I think they try to overdo it. But I like I like Silent Night when it comes from like a chorus of people that don't know how to sing. Mm-hmm. That's the way that I like my Silent Night. Uh, just a lot. The more people, the better. Like if I could have an entire square full filled with you know like hundreds of people singing Silent Night, I think that would bring a tear to my eye. Maybe two. Um, I, I, I do you hear what I hear? Mm. Okay, that one's good too. I don't know what is that song called. It's called "Do You Hear What I Hear." Hear what I hear. Okay, I'm on the oh, uh, God rest you, merry gentlemen, from approximately (laughs) 1760. That's what I thought. (laughs) 1760 predates the United States. Yep. Hark, the herald (laughs) angels sing. Mm Hmm. There's a whole good, Wikipedia. Good King page. Wenceslas. Oh my God! That's right up your alley, Sean. That's a Polish song, I think. Little drummer boy. Yep. Little drummer boy. Um. Yeah. yeah holy there's, night. There's, what is the one about figgy pudding? I don't like that one. Bring we me wish you a figgy merry, pudding. That one's lazy. We wish you a merry Christmas. Lazy. Yeah, that is. Because it's it's just saying the same thing over and over again, and then demanding us food before you leave. Basically threatening that you're going to continue to annoy the person's house uh, until you give them fig- – of all things, figgy pudding. Have you ever had figgy pudding? is figgy pudding? I, I don't even know what it is. Why wouldn't you just call it fig Sounds pudding? Sounds disgusting. Figgy pudding? I'm going to Google that one. I'm assuming it's pudding made out of figs, which wouldn't – doesn't sound all that bad because I, I happen to really like figs, but – Oh, there is a figgy pudding recipe. What does it look like? Let's – Oh, it's brown. Yeah, I mean, that's the color of figs. It's a brown loaf. Let's see what's in it. Buttermilk, figs, flour, sugar, baking powder, nutmeg, cinnamon, eggs. Yeah, that's gross. That Um, doesn't look good. No, does not look good at all. What is the... Don't leave until we get some, Sean. Matt, what's the worst Christmas song? Uh, The worst Christmas song? Yes. Your least favorite. Uh, I really don't like there's um there's a it's a newer Christmas song and it's uh was sung by Justin Bieber. It's about mistletoe. I hate Oh, that I haven't song. heard this one. That's awesome. Um, I also really don't like there's a song, I think it's called Mary Did You Know? Mm. Because it's because whoever made that song clearly doesn't know the Christmas story because Mary did know that's the whole point. The angel comes to her and right. So, so I you think just hate how something. inaccurate it is. Yeah. It's, it's highly inaccurate yep. it, and, and a little offensive. So I don't like that song at all, but, but that's more of not the song itself. Um, the song itself, the tune is fine. I'm sure. But just coming from a standpoint, uh, uh like the, what it's about, but I think my least favorite one of all time – actually, you know what song is awesome? And this is a fairly modern song. Feed the World. Let Feed Them Know It's Christmas Time. Feed the World. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah, that was yeah. – wasn't that Band-Aid or that was one of the Do charity groups? Oh, it's Christmas yeah, that one's, time at all. I'm the a song little, is great. Uh, yeah. I'm a little over it. <laughs> the problem is they just overplay was, these songs because yeah, that's, that's where all the famous people they each sing yeah. like a part of it yeah that's a, that's a great song mm-hmm. um and what's the other one last christmas i gave I you gave, me. is that boy george or is that whoever? uh i don't know if no. it's, it might be it's wham it's wham with, with yeah. boy george that's a good yes. one that was a good song I'll, too i'll back you up on that those are catchy they're catchy songs so a combination of, yeah, of like older and newer songs. My least favorite of all time would probably be the new Justin Bieber one that just came out. I would say I just I yeah. can't think of in my head how it goes. Um, 
Happy Christmas War is Over with John Lennon. Oh, How does that yeah. one go? Uh, I... So this is Christmas, and what have oh. you done? Oh, my God. Another year over. I will literally, if it's like playing a store, I'll leave. I hate that song <laughs> with such a because it sucks. It's awful. Um, and the other the other song I would say I really hate is um, Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time oh, with the other Beatles. Poop. That's Paul McCartney. Yeah. yeah. That song is awesome. And, that, and I, they play that one constantly. And that that is the fluffiest, lightest, nothing to yes. it song. Yes. It's it's dun, it's, dun, it's just dun, a cash dun. cow. Paul knew that he could dun, stamp dun. his name to it and and he needed he needed to pay for his divorce that was going Awful. on at the time. So he, that's what he yeah. Trash. Now Matt, do you know the best selling Christmas song of all time? Uh is it White Christmas by Bing Crosby? No. Damn. No, wait, is hang it, on. Chestnuts roasting. No, it is it, it is White Christmas. It is White Christmas. Yes, okay. I'm sorry. I thought so. I was reading the wrong thing. Well, the best selling single of all time. Ever. Yeah. I was thinking the more modern uh more modern. Wow. Um, oh, here we go. There's a list. Most performed Christmas songs. Most performed? Yeah, but I'm these are... i chestnuts ro- roasting on an open fire. No. Uh, it is the number one is Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Oh, okay. And then after that, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas and then Winter Wonderland. I think the boss did it the best. Bruce Springsteen. Oh, hell yeah. Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Bruce Springsteen and the East Street Band. No, I was I was referencing the ubiquitous, um, apparently the most played song, Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas Is You." Oh, okay. Which is that's the most played one? Yes. Okay. Yep it it holds a uh, it holds a number of records. Huh. Yeah. Never been Christmas caroling, but. It seems like it seems like it might be a fun it's, thing to do. Um, God, if it weren't so cold. I don't really so like to sing. I'm not a singer, but I but I could like in a group. I could I could pretend kind to kind of hide in the back. Yeah, exactly. Smart. Mm-hmm. Smart. Uh, Matt, we're uh, we're basically out of time. Indeed. Can you believe uh, it? This has been a, this has been quite a fruitful episode, and uh, now bring us some figgy pudding. Yes, bring us some figgy pudding. Now bring us some figgy pudding, and we aren't going to leave your lawn until you do. Yes. That's basically the premise of that song. We're going to start breaking all we, your lights and decorations. You. We tricked you into coming to the window to listen to our crappy song that has like 10 words in it. And and now we're not going to leave until you give us That's right. what we demand. We demand compensation. Just figgy pudding, of all things. Yes. And if you no, don't no, have give figgy us pudding. all the money in your wallet. It's not now toss us some chocolates. It's... Just give us figgy pudding. Although, to be fair, Matt, we will take your money to go buy us some figgy pudding. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's all the money that we're not going to get from from Father Christmas. That's another good song. Father Christmas, give us your money. <laughs> you ever hear that song? It's like no. a punk song. I think it's by The Clash, I want to say. That's very funny. Father Christmas, give us your money. It's about it's a story. It's about like a poor person who robs a Santa Claus on Christmas because they, they don't have any money. Matt, I think it's got a pretty deep story to it. I think our holiday episode next year needs to be you and I writing a Christmas carol. Yeah. Writing our own. Uh, so I was by the Kinks. I'm uh-huh. sorry. Not the Clash. The Kinks. And it's called Father Christmas it's from 1977. Father Christmas, give us some money. We got no time for your silly toys. We'll beat you up if you don't hand it over. We want your bread, so don't make us annoyed. Give us all the toys. Give all the toys to the little rich boys. Yeah, we should definitely go yell this at people's houses. <laughs> yes. That would be very pleasant. Eat you up. Yeah, it's it's a gang of kids that mug the the hell out of Santa Claus. Uh, outside the department store. Matt, we're going to wrap it up here. Yeah. Um, but uh, but thanks everybody for joining us as always. Um, mm. We appreciate it. You of course get all of our past episodes, including our six part XFL series and our gift giving episode from last year, episode ninety seven. It's all on our website, upfordebate.tv. You can also subscribe to the show, get new episodes when they're live anytime in your most popular podcast app: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast. You name it, we're there. Video version on YouTube as well, and of course you can follow us at upfordebate.tv on Twitter and email us upfordebate.tv at gmail.com. Um, 
I will very do a minor plug here. Um, over on Don't Panic, uh, the podcast I do with Matt, uh, with Dan and Colby, uh, we just did our year-end wrap-up episode where we talked about our biggest tech story of the year, our biggest, our best pick of the year. Um, I picked my, I at least, well, we all picked, but I picked my favorite uh, TV shows, my favorite podcasts, my favorite piece of tech gadget for the year. Uh, and we did predictions for next year. It's a really great episode. You can check that out over at don'tpanic.io or wherever you get podcasts. Um, that's a, a mini plug there. Um, and Matt, this is going to be our last show of 2018. That's right. 2018 is in the is in the books. We did almost. It. We so, did it. We did a lot of episodes yeah. this year. We did. We did. This is a this has been a, a, a jam packed year for up for debate. It has, and we have got Indeed. some. We've already teased a little bit. But we've got a lot of great stuff planned for 2019. We're going to be off um, until early January. We're taking some time off for the holidays, but definitely stick around. Come back. We're going to be doing um, at some point in the first half of the year our James Bond. A cinema retrospective. We're also going to be doing our annual Super Bowl prop bets. will be coming in early February, so that'll be exciting. I'm sure we'll mm-hmm. do more book clubs. Um, we're going to have a great set of shows for you next year. Thanks, everybody, who joined us this year in 2018. We appreciate it, as always. You guys are the best, uh, but we're going to send you out in style this year. On behalf of Matt, I'm Sean. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next year for more fun times on Up for Debate. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Matt Mariani and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.